0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. this is just this is Goldie's closet, and it's a conversation that I have with cool people. And I saw you, and I was like, I have to catch up on what's going on. So off the camera, off camera, you let me know a little bit about personally what's cooking. So you know, we've all got things that we we do, and we got to get through. And I bet you everybody everybody watching has some bullshit that they're (laughs) that they're having to having to get through. So you know, I just. I just wanted to catch up with you and find out like what you're doing with your career. And then when is the last time I even saw you?
1: God, I had to have been in uh, Tennessee when Chase had AWA. Okay. So was it at? It was 2016. I mean, that was.
0: It wasn't Arcadian. or Was it the stuff that he was doing before Arcadian.
1: that? Yeah, it was Arcadian. That's when I saw you. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was an Arcadian.
0: How, you know, I've had some people on, um, I'm trying to think, Damon was on, we were just talking about Arcadia. like, I I was bummed because I really thought that that was going to take off, and I thought that great things were going to happen, and I was excited.
1: I was excited for all of you. Yeah, and I was too, and I mean, um, because I came up with, I don't know if you remember, but I came up with Moonshine and uh, Houston Carson. And then, uh, there was another guy, Jackson Stone. So the four of yes. us from Texas, the four of us from Texas would go up every month.
0: And, um,
1: like they, they flat out told us that, like, Hey, look, if this isn't what you want to do for a living, then we don't, we don't need you. So, you know, all four of us, that's obviously, you know, what we want to do for a living. So, you know, Chase brought us in one time just on moonshine in Houston's good word. And, um, You know, I guess we did okay because he brought us back every month (laughs) after that.
0: So you were coming in from
1: Texas? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, Dallas area. That's, I mean, were you driving? Yes. So that was a haul. No kidding.
0: How many? That's like,
1: what, 16, 18 hours? It just depends where we're at. Um, I'm trying to think. The worst we ever did is we had a Saturday show in Knoxville for Arcadian, but then we had to be in Austin the next day on Sunday. So I Austin, think that Texas? was... Austin, Texas? yes. So I think that was... Uh, that had to have been close to 20 hours because we just drove straight to the show. You know, we, we didn't stop. We didn't just straight to the show on to the next day. You know, one person sleeps a little bit while the other drives and... <laughs>
0: How many Arcadian shows did you think you did?
1: Oh, man. I think, let's see. We came down in May. May was the first time that we came down. I think August was the last time, so May, June. So, I mean, really only four months worth, but probably probably 12, 12, 13 shows. Because, I mean, they would run at least. Three shows every time we were down there they would try to do like a Thursday Friday Saturday or um, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the first time we went in May we actually got there on like a Wednesday and we stayed till Saturday so that was nice having the four days but yeah probably about, about only only 12 shows and I really thought it was gonna be a lot more than that
0: I did too I was I was just there was so much um, funky turmoil going on behind closed doors do you know what I mean and yeah. it's like I was so I was bummed out because it started out really, really good. I remember um, which Road Warrior was backstage. Which
1: one? It had to be uh, Animal.
0: Animal, because Hawk was already passed. Yeah, but now, but now, and, and I would just I remember Animal being um, concerned. Uh, that would be the best word. He was concerned. Where am I looking? Okay, if I look here, then you're here. I got it. I'm doing two different camera gimmicks, so we're testing. Test,
1: okay, we're do testing this to new look? camera
0: out. you This looks better if I look like this, right? And I think I was You're looking real like
1: small. Let me see.
0: I'm small.
1: Yeah, it's real small. Let me see if I can blow it up. No. Yeah, How's that? There it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I we were you.
0: full screen before. We were full screen before. We'll go like this.
1: Yeah, that's much.
0: So fun. I remember. Okay, so wait. And wait, was it a hawk or animal? I keep forgetting who died first. Animal first. Uh, hawk, Hawk passed away a long time ago. Like, like I Hawk. think,
1: oh, three. Yeah. So he's been gone for yeah, a minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I remember Animal being so concerned. And like, I was really listening to him because he was just walking backstage, shaking his head, shaking his head. Like, you can't spend this kind of money. You can't spend this kind of money. Like, he was even mad she brought him in. You know, well, he was and, like,
1: I mean, I, um, you know, I've, I've talked to a few people who were on board since then. And, like, just tell me, like, the amount of money that they spent on, like, the soundboard alone.
0: No, dude, bro. Like, the fucking... Oops, watch. I got to watch my mouth on this show. Um, <laughs> like, the... I, mean, I think
1: this- you would throw up if I told you the numbers. Like, it, it was ridiculous. Like...
0: <sighs> well, I remember the... I remember the the... Was it McMinnville or Yeah, uh, that sounds
1: familiar, McMinnville. It was
0: it was like an hour or two from like Nashville and like it was a bigger like arena type almost yeah, like a was, college. It was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah it was almost stadium. like a, uh, it wasn't like quite the size of like a hockey stadium, but it was like um I could see like a basketball team or something. Yes. It was cool, but it was so defeating walking out to 30 people in this huge arena. And I just, but I do you remember just, yeah, how much the arena
0: costs? Do you remember, do you remember how much that cost to secure that?
1: Oh, there's no telling. Yeah. How much was it?
0: Oh, it was just, I, <laughs> I, all I remember is just going like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, because so many people have issues with how Dixie Carter came in and ran things. Um, I don't I don't know about the wrestling business, but yeah, I do know. I mean, I do know about the wrestling business, but not like the finances about it all. But I do know like what was going on with Arcadia. Like I just as a lay person who's been in it. Well, I guess I've been in it for 20 years. I guess I know what I'm talking about a little bit. Um, I just remember seeing the amount of waste and wishing that. That money could go for the workers or like, I mean, I don't know if you guys stayed in uh, uh, Clarksville when you came or, you know, where where you were. We only
1: did one time. Yeah, we only did one time at the hotel that they had. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Was it a hotel or was it more like somebody's like
1: was it was oh. so it was at her. Bond Shop, I think, and it was just kind of like converted to bedrooms and stuff. So, yeah, um, we stayed one time, but it was actually nobody else was there. It was just Jackson Stone and I. We we stayed there by ourselves. I don't remember. I think we were heading to Missouri the next day, and um, crazy. So, yeah, so we just like stopped in, and then they had another show on the tour. So, um, but yeah, I mean, even. I don't know. It's there was so much money going in other places that
0: Well, and I felt I felt really bad for that and that's just something like as a worker, as an independent, like is that something you say or do you just keep your mouth shut or how does that for, you know, because there's a lot of people working right now that are watching the show that are on, you know, Vince's brand and they've got regular jobs that are a 9 to 5 type gimmick and yeah. I mean, they wouldn't say anything and like it's so hard because it's like, do you speak up and say something? Like, like I said, uh, Animal was just—he was pissed. He was just like, I don't even know why you're bringing me in. Like, why you're paying me this kind of money? Like, he just was like, you can't. He was looking at the props and he was looking at all of the gimmicks that she had gone. And he was just like, you can't spend that kind of money because he knew because he's been in this business forever and he could just see the writing on the wall. And it's like, you know, I, I'm like that in in the music industry with gear. Like, I mean, everything that I buy, I try to buy used or course, I look on yeah. Craigslist or I look on, you know, uh, Facebook marketplace or eBay, or even when I, when I get paid, I look for used stuff. Like if I need, cause I do photography. So I shit my camera that's running this right now that I didn't know I could use as a web camera. It's really, really expensive camera, but I didn't pay that for it. And yeah. the, the description was, well, it works really well. It's a workhorse. It's a Canon EOS 5D and it, it's, it, it does the job, but you know, the, the, the exterior is beat up and scratched and
1: I don't who, care. Who cares? Who I don't you? care. No, I, I don't I care. Just...
0: I, I saved $1,500 on that thing and yeah. that allows, that allows me to buy another better lens and
1: yeah,
0: I just, I just saw her doing stuff and I just, it, it I, I would cringe, you know, and the, the boy, you guys just had such a, I met so many great people from Arcadia. I met Tracy Taylor and oh, I did yeah, meet, great. yeah, like really, really good people. And was, was Wolfie
1: D, did he, was he in that? I can't remember if he was or not. He was, he was there my first, I think maybe, I don't think he made it to my second time there. I okay. think he was only there the first time, but yeah, I, I, did I you know,
0: did I shoot your photos at my studio?
1: Okay, no, you shot me at a event. At an event. Somewhere. Yep, I remember this that. Gatlin Mill?
0: Yes, that was the night somebody was drunk, came in, and then knocked over all my lights. You, somebody else. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or was it there, you? It wasn't me. No, I see. The problem was, is uh, <coughs> everybody everybody would always want to go out afterwards, which I'm, I'm totally for, but I was 19. So <laughs> I I, you know, I really couldn't. And um, the guys I was with, they didn't really care to either. So that's why we never really stayed in Clarksville. Um, we would always, us four, we would just get a, a room together. And a lot of times going back to Clarksville was out of the way of the next stop.
0: You didn't want to be in Clarksville. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did good. By I think God was looking out for you on that one. You did. You didn't want to be there. There was stuff going on that you don't you don't need. So you did good. You did good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm I'm all for a good time and everything, of course, but um, <laughs> you know, at at the time, I was like, I'm here to do a job. And, and yeah, that, there's that's a what good I time. Wanna do there's a good time, and then there's jail time. Yeah. And I'm not, no, not at, not at 19 years old. I'm not trying to call my mom from across the country. (laughs) Okay. Can you bail me out?
0: (laughs) You did good. You did good. Let's talk about you're 19 years old. You obviously are doing stuff before then. When did wrestling start for you? What, what did you see that made you want to get into? Let's go back and then we'll talk about what you're doing now, but let's, let's go back to how old are you when you get the bug?
1: Um, I mean, I I remember being four years old and watching the WrestleMania where uh, it was the first ever triangle ladder match with uh, Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Dudley boys. I think it was WrestleMania 16, like WrestleMania 2000. And um, my parents rented it for me at like a little mom and pop blockbuster type store. And I just remember being infatuated with Jeff Hardy. Like, I thought Edge was cool because he had the green pants, but I was like, Jeff Hardy is, like, the man. So, ever since I was a kid, I'd always been a big wrestling fan. And then I got a little bit older, um, got into football, and I got really, really heavy into football. So, I kind of drifted a little away from wrestling. And plus, at that time, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, the cool thing anymore, you know? Um, I didn't have a lot of friends who had the same interests as me, so I kind of grew away from wrestling and then when I was 16, it was my sophomore year of high school, uh, I actually had a football coach that he was trained by Booker T down in Houston. Really? Yeah. His, uh, yeah his Isn't that is amazing? Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Brett Barnes, but he uh, wrestled as Brett Idol down there in Houston. And like he was Booker's champ when uh, Booker started, first started running his promotion. And um, so uh, I, I ended up, I got linked up with him and then it kind of re-sparked my interest. And I just really kind of dove headfirst into it. And I was just kind of looking at it from a you know a fan standpoint, and then I was like, why can't I do this myself? You know, so um, my senior year, I quit football, just gave up football, and told him that I was quitting football. And um, he was like, okay. So the summer going into my, uh, I'm sorry, summer going into my senior year, I was 17, and uh, he got me connected with a group of guys out here in Dallas, and of course, I had. To had my mom sign the uh permission slip the liability waiver because I was 17 and um they gave us like a spare set of keys to the building so I'd go up there with those group of guys and then also go several times a week with just Brett himself and do one-on-one stuff so um, wow yeah so started out when I was 17 so I was really new in the business when I was you know and I still am you know relatively new now but um you know, going up to Tennessee and being around all those guys, I was only a couple of years in.
0: Wow. I mean, that's a good, that's lucky. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a good, good streak of luck on that. And, and just, it's so interesting with your demographic, you know, because you're in, are you, what, are you in Texas right now?
1: I am. I'm still on, I am yeah, Dallas.
0: <clears throat> and you're Central Standard Time right now? I am. Oh, okay, great. Um, it's so interesting, like your demographic, like when I'm, I'm talking to other people and they come from New York or they come out of Minnesota. Like I came from and Kurt and Vern and, you know, just all, it's just so interesting. Like just, I just wonder if that's like fate or destiny or if it's planned or, you know, what if you happen to move someplace else, but it's like, it's so important who trains, you Now, tell me again, who trains you one or two people or several.
1: Um, it, it was mainly Brett. Um, but I started off the organization I started off with is actually the Christian wrestling Federation, uh, nice based out here in Dallas. So, um, that was kind of cool too, because they, they genuinely are like a really good group of guys. So, and that's what he told me too. Like, they're not going to just take your money and try to take advantage of this 17 year old kid, you know? So he knew they would look out for me. Um, nice. yeah, it was, yeah it, it was mainly Brett, but then the, the CWF guys had a hand in it as well.
0: Say Brett's last name again.
1: Uh, Brett Barnes. It was Brett okay. Idle when he, when he uh, worked for Booker, but Brett Barnes.
0: Okay. And they, they treated you right.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, super good people. And, um, you know, like uh, a lot of times religion gets a, a bit of a bad rip just from, um, you know, the, the hypocrisy of some people. But that's not them at all. You know, they've... Um, you know, they've led almost like thirty thousand people to Christ. They'll go do these mission camps. They've been to Nigeria, all over the world, doing these mission trips and stuff. So, I mean, they're genuinely like a, just a really good, solid group of guys. And I still do their monthly show now. Um,
0: really, As I was yeah. gonna. So, did you seek them out because you're a Christian and you wanted to just be equally yoked, or was it just right place, right time, and they happened to be Christian? Or that's I've right never place, in all yeah. my
1: right never place, heard right that. time um you know i i I grew up in a christian household but i wasn't seeking you know to become a christian wrestler it just kind of happened that way and um you know and and so um i mean i'm I'm glad it did happen that way because like i said i I definitely you know I, i felt safe there i didn't have to watch my back you know and i didn't think that they would be teaching me anything incorrectly. And then, like I said, I also had Brett too, that I know he, he always had my back as well.
0: That's amazing. Like I've never heard of anything like that. That's really all I can say is from everything that I've experienced growing up in the wrestling world and being a part of it, like you lucked out on that one. So I think that's, you need all the help that you can get in this business.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Um, it really, it, it opened my eyes when I did started branching out from there. Um, I mean, geez, when I went to Tennessee (laughs) and, you know, started hanging out with the Arcadian guys and stuff, I was like, okay, this is wrestling.
0: (laughs) And those guys are some of the good ones. Like there's some real, they're all good guys and they're all good girls. It's just, it's the, it's the, the partying that, you know, happens later and everybody can just give me shit all day long. If you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't understand what the partying is like. And the partying ends the same way, which is somebody honoring somebody on their Instagram wall or Facebook or Twitter, like, oh, another one dies at 45 or 50. And it's like, I dedicate my life to health and wellness and trying to help the best, purest, healthiest, best quality of life that they can. So, you know, I went to all of this stuff, but I, I would dip out when people were doing drugs. Cause I just don't, no judgment. It's just not my thing. Of it never, course, yeah. it never, ends up good. Um, and I'll tell people that are like, Oh, it's okay to like, you know what? Like I don't see for me, my goals are to, to do X, Y, and Z. And when I see people up on stage, you know, uh, uh, when they're accepting a Grammy or an Academy award or whatever, they I've never once have I seen somebody step up and is this on? And I'd like to thank everybody. And I owe all of this to drugs and alcohol. Thank you. And have a good night. Like I've never, I've never heard that acceptance speech and I probably never will. And, do a ton of motivational speaking to kids in schools and it's all on not using or drinking because because everybody that I see in rock and roll and entertainment and pro wrestling and pro sports is jacked up beyond belief because of that and it's like if you don't even need it I don't even like it I'd rather have cake or like ice cream or brownies or something with those calories I'd rather have that um it's something that once it's a problem for you, which it is for a lot of people, then, then you're stuck with that for the rest of your life where you can't even have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you, you can't go enjoy a drink with somebody or enjoy something at a, a festival or a celebration because you're, you're screwed. So I yeah. always tell them like, why even start in the first place? Or why do something that you have to spend your whole life trying, trying to pull yourself up to where you are right now with doing nothing? So now, exactly. like all my friends that have been through rehab and keep going back to rehab, it's like rehab ain't cheap, you know? Like, no, not at all. That would, and that like, would be no.
1: Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand. You know, I, I had a cousin who was only, uh, we were only a few months apart and he passed away of a heroin overdose when he was 19. Dude, you know, I'm it sorry. just, it, and it was the same thing. Like, there was there's such a fine line, like between having fun and then, it's no longer fun. And I, you know, I went through all those steps with him. Of Yeah. We're, we're having fun to the point of man, like you're, you're not doing this for fun anymore. And once you start, once you start, once you start injecting yourself with, with anything, you know, then how was that? How was that fun? You know?
0: No. And no, you say there's a fine line and, I respect your opinion but like I just I disagree. I think you you know like people have fun and then you have fun and you know what fun is and then it just you start walking down where you're like eh or you're so tr- trash you don't know. But like I see things going down and I'm just like this is it's not a fine line. It's like there's definitely yeah. like a gradual like <laughs> eh, and that's why I was saying like I always Dipped out. Who did I have on the show? Crowbar. Crowbar was talking about WCW and WWE and how he was just such... He would just go back up to his hotel room and call his wife and play video games. And he's like, everybody laughed at me. And it's like, the dude's a freaking like chiropractor now and has like a really great practice and he's doing really well. I was just like, so... It was such a healthy interview to like, hear somebody that isn't dead, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And
1: not not heading that way, you know, seems to be in a genuinely good place in their life. And, um, you mentioned animal earlier. Like I got to work with animal, um, the last few months of his life. And that was so like, it was so heart wrenching that, that he, you know, he passed away and we had been working together at a company, uh, called SWE down here in Texas. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I've been working with him and, uh, Teddy long a lot and, um, you know, within the short few months, you know, I'd, I'd gotten relatively close to him. And then when he when he passed away, like it was a complete shock because um, I, I didn't see it coming at, at was one, it, a thing, so it Was it a complete
0: shock? It was like you did. not Did you see him doing stupid stuff? You can talk about it now. I mean, he's gone. No,
1: no I mean, never. And he even um, I want to say so, you know, Hawk, uh, before he passed away, dedicated his, his life to Christ. And him and I want to say I think Animal both did a show with that Christian organization, the the Christian Wrestling Federation. Man, I know for sure Hawk did. I think Animal was with him too. But this was like just a few months before Hawk passed away. But um, you know, Animal had really seemed to uh, you know, have had his stuff together. So um, you know, it like when it did happen, and he yeah. And I'm sure you know it's just. From years of abuse and your, your body, years. it'll catch it'll up to you eventually. Yeah.
0: No, it, it is. I've got um, a friend of mine who's a lot younger than I am. And I'm always trying to tell them, like, please just listen to me on this or this, or that, whether it be taxes or writing stuff down on a calendar. I'm always on them to write stuff down on a calendar immediately when a job opportunity comes in or something at work for them. Yeah, And I just try to, like, say, like, please, will you just learn from, like, all of the mistakes that I've made or, um, you know, like bugging them to save a little bit of money because I never did or bugging them to invest 50 bucks in like the cryptocurrency that I'm studying or, hey, the charts say this is doing really well. You should check this out. Like, and you know, the good thing is, is they really do listen. And I'm just like, I look at them and think, well, am I taking away their life lesson by heading them off at the pass and helping them or am I saving them you know, a lot of, of trouble. And I guess I like to look at it as, as the latter, just because when I was 19, you know, I just blew all my money and I didn't save anything. And I'm just like, what an idiot. There's so much that I did wrong, you know, that I'd like to do right. And I'm glad that you got hooked up with the organization.
1: Oh, you there! You froze on me, Goldie.
0: Organization that you did, and you, so you.
1: Okay, I think you're back. <laughs>
0: That was the final straw for AT and T. Uh oh. I'm done. I'm gonna call Comcast. I didn't want to do that, but let me see if this comes back. Here's me. I'm plugged in. I am gonna. I'm gonna look at Comcast because AT and T sucks balls, and I'm tired of uh, paying through the nose for high-speed internet and it just doesn't work. But um, <clears throat> what we were saying before it went black was, and what what Mark was that? 25 minutes, um. I'm glad that you got, or you got hooked up with them and it's a one type of thing. And let's talk about like what you're doing now, because you're obviously a few years older, probably 23, 24, 25. Don't say right around there. And what are you, what are you doing right now? You know, are you still working with them and training? Are you, are you, we call it auditioning and entertainment, but like, are you, are you auditioning for, you know, all of the different promotions that are out there? Like, let's, do you still want to even wrestle? Like, is this yeah, your gimmick? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is. Uh, I mean, this is it for me. Like, this is my life, you know. Um, so I, I still train uh, with them. We we train every Monday and Thursday. So um, I'll go out there at least. Oh once shit! A month. Yeah, so I still uh, try to get in the ring at least you know, one time a week, um, and then staying busy. Like this is this is the busiest year I've probably ever had of wrestling, uh, just because. Get out. I think- yeah, I, I think just because the pandemic, people started for entertainment, and now that you know we can almost pretty much run full capacity. I mean, I, I mean a lot of the shows I'm doing here in Texas and surrounding areas is, is pretty full capacity, and people are just eating it up. Really? Um, yeah. So this is this is definitely you know, one of the, one of the busier, probably the busiest year I've had so far. Um, I was actually, I was off last weekend and I'm off this weekend. And, um, before that, last time I was home was, uh, January, you know, on, on a weekend. So, uh, staying consistent, getting really good bookings, just trying to get my name out there. I mean, I know, you know, exactly what it's like. I'm, I'm not going to make it sitting on my ass. (laughs) So I gotta, gotta go out and you know, try to get to all these new places and um you know, I like doing the, the Christian show once a once a month and uh but I gotta go to new places, you know, I gotta get to new states. I went to North Carolina for the first time uh just a few weeks ago and got to work uh JD Drake. He's been on AEW a ton here lately and uh he'll probably end up signing there soon. So um got to a new state, got to work someone really respectable, so just trying to Trying to make 2021 Bam Bam's year, damn it!
0: Do you hit up people at AWA? Do you hit up people at Impact? Do you hit? Do you like, like, how do you do it? What do you yeah, do? I okay.
1: mean, yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, the the contacts that I do make, I try to make the most of it. You know, so um, yeah, I, I do the any way I can get my foot in the door, whether it's I know. You know, whether I'm buddies with another wrestler who signed with them or a buddy of a buddy, however it is. I I explore all options possible to try to, you know, try to make it happen somehow or another.
0: Are your buddies that are signed cool or are they paranoid that you're going to steal their spot? How is it in wrestling?
1: I don't, I don't, um, I think, I don't want to say that, like, the you can't steal my spot brother has has changed in wrestling but it kind of has you know um it's it's not that there's not more competition but there's so many places to work now
0: yes there are you know
1: jesus if you're good you're going to get signed and it's almost just a matter of time you know so i i I don't think you know everybody that i communicate with is is really cool about it and they you know they genuinely try to help me out. And I don't think they're worried about me stepping on their toes or anything like that. Are you good? I think I'm good. <laughs> I think so. What, um,
0: what makes you better? What makes you special? Is it your finisher? Is it your psychology? Is I it who think, you train with?
1: Yeah, just um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I, I try to be a bit of a hybrid. Like a lot of the old school guys really like. Me. Um, because I do, I want to tell a story with my match. It's not a thousand super kicks and how many dives I can do, you know, like let's, let's dissect the match into telling a story. And that's what I, I love to do. You know, I love the the good guy versus bad guy. Like I love all that's, that's, that's my thing. You know, like let's tell a story and, and there are times where you can get crazy with it and do, you know. 10 spots in a row, but let's make those 10 spots in a row make sense. Not just do them just to do them.
0: Where do you get your inspiration for your storytelling from? Is it from past matches? Is it from a specific wrestler? Is it, where do you get your,
1: where's your inspiration? What's your muse? Yeah. So when I got back into wrestling uh, in high school, um, I I love studying Randy Orton and that was the first Yeah. That was the first guy that I really like kind of like cl- cling to a little bit, like watching again. And I was like, man, I really dig like what he's doing. Like everything, you know, that's super cliche by now, but everything he does means something. He doesn't just ever do anything just to do it or just to get a reaction. You know, he's doing it because it's part of the story that he's trying to get over. So um, mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I love watching his stuff and I try to implement you know a little bit of him, and then Shawn Michaels too. I mean, Shawn Michaels is one of the best storytellers, probably the best storyteller of all professional wrestling. So, if I can be a, a Shawn Michaels and a Randy Orton hybrid, then I think that'd be pretty badass.
0: I like that, and too Randy Or. I used to have such a crush on Randy Orton. He is, if I were to describe like the ultimate male physically, like it would be like <laughs> that guy looks except. Kind of does some unhealthy shit now that I like don't turn me off, and I guess he's not that nice to supporters, to fans. He's not that nice. I was like, damn it, I liked you. I think, but um-
1: in it, he's older now, um, so I think maybe I mean, geez, I don't know the guy at all. Never met him a life. <laughs> but from you know what yeah. I hear, he, he's yeah. older now, so I think he's, I think he's matured. And I think he got thrown into a situation. I mean, jeez, he was my age, and he won the world heavyweight championship. Like, um, you know, that's that's a lot to be on a 24 year old shoulder. So I think, I think he, that's good he perspective. matured and yeah, I think he matured and made the best of it.
0: No, that's good perspective. Like I just, I was, it was a long time ago that I had a crush on him. So it probably was about the time when he was getting, you know, getting his stuff together as uh-huh. anybody that would talk about me back in the day. And even still now, boy, catch me on a bad day and catch me on sad. <laughs> it's not, well, that's what I was no. going to
1: say, geez, I mean, you know, those guys get bombarded whenever they're at an airport or, you know, I'm sure everybody has a bad day.
0: Oh, I have them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely, the older I get, trying to be better and be grateful and gracious that anybody cares about anything that I'm doing at all. Because, like, yesterday I just went on a blocking spree because people were just so filthy gross and I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. And I just, like, used... I used some of it to just like, there's a lot of people that I was like, "Ah, I don't want to block this person. I don't want to block this person. And then yesterday I was just like, I'm done. I think I blocked 47 people on Facebook. I was just done. Like I, I don't even, and I'm thinking they're so creepy and they can help my algorithm and they can help. But I'm just like, I don't even want your energy in my life. No, it's not. It's not. And I'll tell you what, the, uh,
1: the unfollow button on Facebook is my best friend.
0: Yeah. Unfollow on, as well. Um, I think I've got 30,000, 27, 28,000 people that I follow. No, that follow me. And then I follow a couple thousand and I'm going to dwindle it down to only the people that interact with me because they're the only people's stuff that I want to see. I want to show support back to them. And I don't want to see any more funky stuff because there's just, man, things are just so thick and so political online. And it's like, I just want to have a nice day and I don't always want to be hit with just all that. There's even some people like politically that I really agree with. And I like what they have to say, but it's, it's too much. Of course. Like it comes comes on my feed and I'm just like, I don't want to think about this today. I just
1: don't. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes I just want to go on Instagram and see dog videos and see wrestling and I don't want to see any kind of politics some days. And so, you know, whether you're left, right, in the middle, I just, sometimes I just, I don't want to know your opinion. I don't care. <laughs> I, I
0: I have lost lost joy and and I wouldn't say respect because I still respect them, but I've lost the amount of like that I like for a lot of celebrities over the last um election because I don't care what you think. Like you're not qualified to speak. And even people that are supposedly qualified to speak, are you really qualified? Like And even the people that I think that are like, is it all a lie anyway? Like the last, whatever the last person that I want to hear is the cast of the Avengers and what they, I I don't like, I don't even want to go see that movie anymore because it's like, now I have this bad taste in my mouth. Like I think she changed her tune, but for the longest time, Dolly Parton would never comment on any political anything because she's like, I'm an entertainer and I'm here to entertain. And I, I really liked that about her, but then things did change over the last couple of years and to each his own. But I did like the fact that her quote was, I'm an entertainer and I'm here to entertain because I, I, the only thing I'll talk about is God sometimes and just say, you know, for the people that are out there that, that are down and that are lost and that feel defeated, like there's this really cool entity that I call God. And there's a, dude with sandals and long hair like yours called Jesus Christ <laughs> and i say prayers and i find a lot of comfort and i i like to tell people that that i believe in Jesus and this is not even his teachings just like it's there's a gentle person that's out there that that can help you if you open up your heart and your mind and just and i leave it at that i just say i believe in something this is what i believe you're not wrong you're not right for whatever you believe in but this is what i believe in and then that, that is it like I don't I don't even go political. I just don't get into it because everybody is so uber hyper sensitive to everything. It's so interesting all,
1: though. Yeah, I mean, that's all but, You don't you don't have to explain anything else.
0: I don't and I don't want to and it seems like a lot of people on Vince Russo's brand like they find me, they're on our Patreon and it's like you just start to see like so interesting cuz like a lot of people like without even saying I can tell like we line up the same on a lot of different things but then there's some people that line up completely the opposite way and I would never want to make them feel badly for how they think because I'm not here to change people's mind Mm -hmm. on beliefs that they have at 60 or 70 years old like they have those beliefs because of what they've experienced in their lives and what they've been through and and what's on the lenses of their glasses as my dad always says so it's it's not for me that'd be a full-time job to try to come and then like Half the time, the things like last couple years, I thought I was really here on something and then the person flipped on something else and I was like, huh? Like, okay, now I can see why people don't like you or that wasn't a very yeah. nice thing to say. And, you know, it's like people that my eyelashes falling off deal. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I, 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 I get it now. And so it's I just think, man, it's just probably best to not say anything at all.
1: Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, just, yeah, sometimes sometimes silence is is best just
0: I don't know I don't know any silence in 2021 <laughs> I wish I wish people would take a clue and just take a beat online as social media um okay so you're working doing everything you can to get a shoe in w- what about in the meantime like training or your diet or what you know like what are you doing what are you doing also? Like, obviously, do you have supplemental income or are you only doing wrestling stuff?
1: So I uh, I have a full-time job. I work Monday okay. through Friday. Um, I run a gym. I'm a general manager, so... Um, yeah, that's perfect. So, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I get, my, I get my membership paid for and I run an Anytime Fitness, too. So, um, you know, they're literally everywhere. So wherever I'm at, I can always, you know, find a gym to go to. And that's nice, too, because, like, you know, just about every anytime has a shower. So if you're at a show somewhere, go run to the closest anytime fitness, take a shower, and then hop back in the car. Um, so definitely has its do they, perks. Do they let you off for shows
0: then? Or how does your is your, is your schedule flexible? Or how does that work being a jam? They do.
1: So um, I, I work Monday through Friday. Um, so every now and then I'll, I will have to take off for like a, a Friday booking or maybe a, mm-hmm. rarely a Thursday booking. But I'm always off Saturday and Sunday. So... Um, I mean, it's 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 a good job to, to have and do smart. do what I'm doing.
0: That's really, 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 really smart. Like that's I like to hear people setting themselves up for not failure but success, and that's just yeah. brilliant.
1: And I've worked in a gym since I was 16, um, so that's kind of you know I just worked at the front desk, so I think i don't think i've ever had to pay for a gym membership (laughs) i just always you know worked in a gym and then of course the tanning's part of it too so i can tan for free and um you know just try to try to make the best of everything make it like i said i mean they're literally everywhere so instead of paying 15 dollars to take a shower at a truck stop well i can go stop off at a anytime fitness and take a shower for free
0: what can we expect in the future, and what can we all do for you? Everybody can give you a follow. That's a given.
1: Yes, please, what, absolutely.
0: What What else can we do? I saw that you have wrestling pro tees. You have that gimmick going.
1: I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pro wrestling tees, just Bam Bam Malone. Um, have that on there. Just um, you know the the amount of support that I've gotten, uh, you know, throughout this past year, and then. And I'll say it, you know, it's it's definitely from being as busy as I've been. You know, things things are happening quick. So, um, you know, I, I I love to be signed, and I, I'd love to be doing this full time. But also, I'm trying to enjoy the process of it too. Oh, because, dude, that's um, so
0: smart. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm I'm trying to really soak it in. I'm try- I'm not trying to get so far ahead that I don't, you know, I don't want to look back, you know, twenty, thirty years from now, <laughs> and. And be like, man, I had, you know, I had, I had such a good time then. Why, why didn't I soak, you know, soak in the moment while I could? You know, I'm trying to slow down and, you know, uh, really make everything count. You know, I, I know I've heard it several times. There is a thing called a bump card, and once you're once your bump card is full, you're done taking bumps. You're not wrestling anymore. So. Um, you know, I, am like I said, I'm, not, I'm 24, so I don't, I don't have an end in sight right now. But I know this is going to end one day, and so I'm just trying, trying to soak it up as, as much as I can.
0: What would you do alongside of wrestling? Like Crowbar still wrestles, but he's got a chiropractor clinic. I know some other guys that are doing things like that. Like, what would be your dream uh, situation to keep I'm, working and but yeah. not get bumped as much when you're, you know, 50s, 60s.
1: Of course, yeah. Um, I'd love to have my own gym. I, I've always wanted wanted to do that. Um, whether it's like a you know like a franchise deal, like in Anytime Fitness, or I just open my own gym. So, um, you know but yeah, I, I've always wanted to. Whether I whether I make it, you know, big or not, contracted sign or not, I I, I want to run a gym. So that's that's definitely you will, goals. honey.
0: You yeah. will. You're doing everything right. It sounds like even more than I expected from the interview. It sounds like everything. <laughs> Everything right. If there's ever anything any of us can do to help, you just let me know. Really, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, get yourself out there. Everybody, give him a follow. Where can we find you at?
1: Uh, Instagram, uh, Bam Bam Malone twenty seven. You can look me up on Facebook. I'm Bam Bam Malone. I'm literally the one and only. Uh, look me up on Twitter, Bam Bam Malone, the one and only. Uh, pro wrestling tees, Bam Bam Malone. Buy some Gold Girls and Glory merchandise. The three Gs of life, but hey, those three Gs, nothing else matters. Gold, girls, and glory. So, um, but yeah, you know, any any support is is very much appreciated.
0: I absolutely love it, everyone. This has been Goldie's Closet, number one eighteen on the Realm Network. Vince Russo's brand we thank everybody for allowing us this platform to speak so freely and clearly and once again we thank our special guest Mr. Bam Bam Malone and we always clap at the end so let me see you clap come on yay like the Muppets (laughs) Signing off everyone up ladies and gentlemen just doing the daily check-ins on patreon wanted to wish you the greatest start to your week come on over to patreon we're doing a lot of customized love we just want to make sure everybody's getting the attention that they need and deserve and that's merited we still want to come by on regular social media platforms and say thank you so much for being here both for me and for the band love you and as always stay golden